As Denver pointed out this morning, Monty was handing out tomatoes, so I'm a little concerned this morning. So I'll try to do better. I hope that you're not ex expecting Lee Adair, what a person to try to follow. I'm not him. I will do my best to do what I can for the lesson this morning. If you're visitors, we said thank you for being here. We appreciate that you're here. We hope you'll find that the service is according to God's will. I hope you find that the lesson of the morning is also following the scriptures because that is my desire. Nathan led the song, Father, Just For Today. And as we announced a month ago when I spoke, I was hoping to do a couple or three lessons about the new songs that we learned this summer. Ian, when he does the singing school, usually picks out two or three or maybe more songs, and we learn them. But I thought it would be good to look at the songs from a scriptural standpoint. Ian picks out songs not necessarily because they're really nice to sing, but he picks out songs because of the words. And so I thought since they're new, I would put together some lessons about the words of the songs just for today. I don't know about you, but <clears throat> what happens today is all that we know about for sure. And the, the song says, oops, push the right button. Father God, just for today, help me walk your narrow ways. Help me stand when I could fall. Give me strength to hear your call just for today. This song is a song of prayer. It's asking, <clears throat> excuse me, it's asking God for something. So it is a song of prayer. The one last month was one of praise. How can I keep from singing his name? For I'm loved by the king, and it makes my heart to sing. <clears throat> this one's a whole different thought, rendition. It's the prayer that the words speak for us. The psalmist David in 37th Psalm said, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. You and I need to be that good man. And as the prayer says, help me walk the narrow way. Help me stand when I could fall. And the psalmist David thousands of years ago said, God keeps us from falling. He will help us, and he will direct the steps of a good man. What's important to you? There are a lot of things that we could list that are important, and the list might be different for each one of us, but what is important for you? Lonnie read for us what Jesus said in Matthew 6. In Luke 20, 12, Luke also repeats the same thought, and I wanted to read some of it, for it says, take no thought for your life what you shall eat, neither for the body for what shall shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouses nor barns, and the God feedeth the, and God feedeth them. How much more are you better than the fowls? And which of you can take thought, can add to his statue one cubic? Let's call a cubic 15 to 18 inches. How many of us just thinking about it could do that? But yet Jesus said, if you if ye then be not able to do that thing, which is least, why take thought for the rest? Our children, when they're young and they begin to grow, there's a spurt in there for teenagers, girls first usually, and then guys. And guess what? Without them having a thought, without them doing anything except eating you out of house and home, they grow a cubic, at least. And all of us parents know they just sprout up. The guys a little later and usually a little longer, but did they try to do it? Did they think about doing it? No, it just happens. And Jesus said, you know, if you can't even do 
what you don't even have to think about doing, why are you worried about the rest of it? Where we read there in Matthew 6, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and, the, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. That's where importance needs to be. It needs to be first in the kingdom. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Just for today. Help me just for today. Because I have the concerns I have, the things that happen to me, happen today, not tomorrow. And what happened yesterday, I can't do anything about. So, Father God, just for today. And yet, the scriptures are very plain that we can't just sit around and, and not take care of ourselves and our family, feed ourselves, close ourselves, close our families, have a place to live. Those are things that the, the Bible says we need to do. The sluggard will not plow by reason of coal, therefore shall he bag in the harvest and have nothing. Proverbs also says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her way, and be wise. The Scriptures doesn't tell us to just sit around and think God will do everything for us, but it's the importance that we have. Look at the last one I've got listed here. Take the virtuous woman. The virtuous woman took care of her family, <clears throat> took care of her family, had a job, her husband praised her. Her children praised her. Why? Because she worked and she provided for her family. But yet the scriptures are very plain. Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where is your treasure? Is it based on things of this life or is it based on eternal things? Being growing old as I am growing old doesn't necessarily mean that I'm wise, but it does mean I have experience. And through my life and any of us that have been around for a while, we can realize, we think about, we really don't have control. We think we do. We plan and we do all kinds of things, but just look, we can get sick. Our family can get sick. There are illnesses. There are disasters. A tornado would come. We lose our job. Unexpected expenses. All those things also have to do with family. We can't control most of that. It happens, and we try to deal with it, but we're really not in control. The Hurricane Ia went in, went through Florida two weeks ago, and the death count's now over 100. Those people weren't planning on dying, but they did. It will be years, if ever, that many of those families get financially where they back to where they are today. It will be years or forever for those families get mentally and physically back to where they were before the, the hurricane came. They had no control. And, you know, I, I think about that, and I said, well, this country is the most charitable nation ever to exist. There are private organizations that are funneling millions and millions of dollars into Florida. The government has put in FEMA and has spent millions and millions of dollars to try to help those people, and it's going to be a long hold back. And you say, well, you know, they're going to be all right. They got insurance. Well, let's think about a place on the other side of the world where a year ago people were like me. We had a house, we had a car, knew where my food was coming from, had clothes, doing okay. And then the Russians in, uh, invaded and my house is destroyed. Well, that's all right. I got insurance. No, the insurance company building is destroyed. Well, the government can help us out. I got a picture of the government building that's destroyed. Do you think the government's going to send you a check? Instead, they're fighting a war. So if you put all of your faith and all of your insistence on the things of this world, you're not in control. 
they can go away and have. And it could be a tornado to tear up the house. So when we want to put our, tre- our hope in our treasures, we need to make sure it's in the heavenly one. We all know of the parable that Jesus did about the rich farmer. First of all, he was already rich, and everything was so bountiful that he had so much stuff. We know the story. He tore down all his barns, and he built bigger barns, and he, he just did everything. In the, in the 19th verse of Luke 12, it says, And I would say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. He said, I got it made. But God said unto him, Thou fool. This night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? So he that layeth up treasure for himself is not rich towards God. Now we need to supply ourselves and our family with the things needed in this life. But that's not where we need to put our trust and our treasure. This rich farmer said, I do because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, I, what this will I do? I will put down my barns and and build greater. And there will I say to, to my soul, soul, thou hast much good laid up for many years. Take thy ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Who was he counting on? He was counting on himself. He didn't give God the glory or thank God for the blessings he had. No, he had done it himself. God called him a fool. You and I in the Christian life, not only do we put, need to put our treasures of the things of spiritual needs, but we need God's help. And that's what the words of the prayers of the song says. Help me walk your narrow way. Help me stand when I could fall. Give me strength to hear your call. Help me walk the narrow way. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my spirit and strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and the reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. This is the Apostle Paul. I don't think I'm as strong as the Apostle Paul. And yet, he needed God to, lead, to help him that he didn't stray from the narrow way. He says that God gave him a thorn in the fresh flesh, excuse me, to remind him that he is but human, to remind him that he needs to be humble. He could do great things and he could cure the sick and he went and preached and established all kinds of churches, but God made sure that he knew that it wasn't him. So we need to help God needs to help us walk the narrow way. It's hard sometimes to walk the narrow way or to keep from falling, but you know To hear his calling and do his will takes courage. It takes something for us to do that we need to do. In Isaiah 6, Isaiah looked up into heaven and he saw the host of heaven and he saw God's throne and he saw what was up there. And he says, woe is me for I'm undone because I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm just a man. And here I'm seeing the host of heaven. And I dwell in the people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. He says, woe is me. I can't do this. Then flew one of the seraphims unto him, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon his mouth and said, Lo, this hast thou touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sins purged. You and I as Christians who have obeyed the gospel and are here this morning, our iniquities have been taken away. 
And our sins have been purged. But it takes courage to do what Isaiah did. I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and whom will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. You and I have got the same thing that Isaiah had. We have our iniquities gone away with and our sins forgiven. But it takes courage to get out there and to tell others. It takes courage to get out there and do what's right and bring others to Christ. You and I as Christians, we need to live a life that pleases God. That is the purpose of being on this earth. It's to do what he wants us to do so that we can be pleasing to him. So our song says, make my steps, may my steps be worship. May my thoughts be praise. May my words bring honor to your name. May my steps be worship. Psalms 138 and and 1 says, I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship towards thy holy temple and praise thy name for the loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. In the day when I cry, thou answerest me and strengtheneth me with strength in my soul. May my steps be worship. Are we worshiping God every day just for today? Let's worship him today. May my thoughts be praised. Proverbs 16 and 3 says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. If you spend time in the Word, and you spend time thinking of God, and you spend time thinking of spiritual things, then your thoughts will be steadied. They will be, have a base. They will be established. Psalms 94 19 says, In the multitude of my thoughts within me thy comforts delight my soul. There are things in the Word that delight our soul. The promises of God. There are things that we need to think about every day of the blessings that he gives us. May my thoughts be praised. Let us praise God for all that we have. Psalms 139, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Can you say that? It's hard for me to say I could say it. God, look into my heart. And see if there's anything in there that I need to change and help me change it. Let's praise God for what he has given us. And let's think about him and think about the things he has done for us. Philippians 4 and 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. How often does my mind wander to the troubles in the world? Watch the news. See how, fa- how bad things seem to be. But, you know, I need to look for the things that are uplifting. I need to look for the things that if there's virtue in them, if there's good report, these are the things that I need to praise God about. I need to be thinking about these things. May my words bring honor to your name. It's a toughie. This is a hard one. This is a hard prayer. Matthew 5 and 8, it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Are we the children of God? Yes, we are. Can we be called peacemakers? We need to be. We need to show peace and, tr- and strive for peace. In 1 Peter 3 and 8, it says, Finally, be ye of one mind, having compassion one for another. Love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rending evil for evil or railing for railing, but counterwise blessing. Let's not get in big arguments and fights, but instead let's find the good in people. Let's find the good in things. Knowing that we are there, thereunto call that ye 
should inherit a blessing. For he that would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him askew evil and good, good, do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. Whether it's brethren in Christ, our friends, our relatives, or the person business or the person on the street, if there's an argument or a disagreement or we don't see on the same terms, if one of those people, one of the people in that discussion is seeking peace and looking for it, it's going to go well. And we need to be those people. It takes effort to succeed. We have to do things. And our song says, here I am just for today. Live in me, have your way. For my desire when this race is run is only to hear you say, well done. Just for today. Help me get through it. Help me run that race. We all know the parable of the talents. The Lord was leaving and he gave one, <coughs> one servant five talents. One, two, and one, one. Now it's interesting in the English language that talents, this is money. But in our case, talents is talents. What people, how people are talented. But what the Lord said to the one that had five and two. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. The one that had one talent, he didn't do anything with it. And he was condemned because of that. But what I wanted to point out here is, is some people have more talents than others. There are people in this audience that got a lot more talent than I've got. But God gave me a certain amount of talent and I need to use it. I need to make use of it. He didn't criticize the person who made two talents that he only got four. And he didn't overpraise the one that had five that got ten. No, they worked with what they had, and they took effort to do something for the Lord. Familiar scripture there in Hebrew 12 and 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us just for today. Make it through today. If I can make it through today, then I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. The apostle Paul to Timothy said, for I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I have finished what? My course. All of us have a different role. All of us have a different life. All of us have something different we can do for the Lord. And Paul said, I've done my part. You need to do your part. I need to do my part. So I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I have not wandered from the Lord. Henceforth there is laid up me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. It takes effort to succeed. We're going to have to fight. And we're going to have to finish. And we're going to have to keep the faith. But God will deliver the thing about our God is, is he does what he says he's going to do. And he promises us a lot. First Peter 1 and 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to the abundance of mercy, have begotten us again unto a living, a lively, a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and defiled and fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. He has said that he will deliver us if we will do what he asks us to do. And there's a place in heaven set up for those that do that. A little farther down in that First Peter 1, verse 7 says, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the 
at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, and whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy, unspeakable and full of joy, receiving the end of your faith. What has God promised us? He's promised us even the salvation of our souls. But we got to do our part. It takes some effort. And we got to do as the Apostle Pad. We have to fight the good fight. And we have to win our battle. Father, just for today, if I can get through today and not messed up when it comes to spiritual things, I can worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. So the prayer of this song is, is, Father, just for today, help me get by. Help me so that I don't fall. Be with me, and I will try to do my part today. I hope there's been something of the lesson that has encouraged you. And think of it during the week. This has not been a lesson of first principles, but we always offer the invitation at the end of the sermon. And we, if there's someone subject to gospel call, it's coming as we stand and sing two verses of the song selected.